Open houses are back, baby! Episode 239, KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Let's go! Yeah. Good morning. <clears throat> Open house. Thanks Open for the, house. Thanks for the pump up music. The Muppet Chef. The Muppet Chef. Did you, still, did you used to watch that? I assume so. Everybody did. Yeah. yeah. It was a great show. I don't know if it's still Cereal on. Cereal in the morning. I don't think it's on anymore. My kids don't watch it, so I assume not. I don't know. It's like Sesame Street, I think, is the oldest um, kids show running. Yeah. So many shows as a kid that I I loved like that. Were you allowed that, to watch shows like The Simpsons and Beavis and Butthead? I was older when the, like, how old? Yes, I watched The Simpsons. When did The Simpsons I watched come the out Simpsons. in 1989, maybe? 1990? I have no idea. I thought it would be a good but idea. I grew up with Muppets. Yeah. Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. I thought it would be a good idea up. recently. That's a good one. No, another one I'm trying to think Reading of. Reading Rainbow. The Polka Dot Door. Polka Dot Door. Alicia and I thought it would be a good right. idea recently <laughs> to introduce the kids to Simpsons. So we went back to the very first episode. Oh, wow. And um, realized it was probably not a good idea. Right. Yeah. Which. Not age appropriate for your six and eight year olds. No, which is funny though, because they'll watch, we let them watch other Marvel movies, Transformer movies. Right. But the Simpsons is just, there's certain things in it. It's like, oh, I don't remember it being like that. Right. So it's funny when you go back and watch stuff. So today we're talking about open houses because they're back in full swing. Yes. And we are kind of talking to our realtor audience, but at the same time to home sellers. It's important to convey the importance of them to home sellers because there are a lot of people out there that are very uh, resistant to the idea. And there are a lot of people that will also tell you, I'll give you the example of where I'm going with this. Okay. You list, a, proper, you list a property on Wednesday and you get an offer on Friday night. Yeah. And what's the first thing that the home seller says to you? Oh, is this a conditional offer? First of all, you get an offer on Friday night. Who cares what the offer is, but you get an offer on Friday night. Oh, what's one of the first things they say to you? I want to wait. Want to wait? Well, shouldn't we wait until after the open houses? Sure. Yeah. Right. That always comes up. So, and then you've got the sellers that absolutely don't want open houses. Right. Well, oh, let's, let's rewind for a minute because don't want all these people trucking through my house. In in the beginning of COVID, yes, we haven't talked about said that for a long time. But in the beginning of COVID, early to mid March, as a team. Before there was any rules implemented that banned open houses, because that occurred shortly after we made this decision, yes. we decided, okay, well, let's stop doing open houses. And we... We, we uh, had them scheduled for that weekend, I we remember. We did, yes. The date was March the 13th. It was a Friday, and we sat right here yes. where we are right and now. And I remember you saying, this is going to go on for a few weeks. And I'm like, no way, no way. And then it went on for a few years. So yeah, you're well, you're a wise man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it went on for 
many months where we were really handcuffed, right? Like, yes. So real estate, realtors were still deemed as an essential, essential service. service. Yeah. Um, but I can remember most of my client interactions were done via Zoom. Yeah. I had listed properties that I had never even set foot in. Yeah. Uh, it was all done virtually. Well, and it, so we stopped doing the open houses uh, for obvious reasons. And then yeah. shortly after that, uh, open houses through, I think it was through the uh, local real estate boards. Uh, said It started with the local real, real estate right. boards, which branched out to the associations. Right. So they, they said, okay, no more open houses. Yeah. And they started to implement those changes. And in lieu of public open houses, we started doing virtual open houses, which we had a lot of success with in the beginning, which was a live hosted, you know, Facebook live video. Yeah. And we had a lot of people tuning in. We'd have a lot of response afterwards, people coming out to see the houses um, after watching the video and whatnot. And it was interesting because during COVID we had discussions about, okay, well, what changes do we think are not going to go away or going to stay for, you know, the indefinite future? And, you know, we had talks about, oh, are people going to start shaking hands again? Are, what Gone are the days of handshaking. I, I wrote gone a, are the days of open houses. I wrote a LinkedIn article yeah. that said, is the handshake dead or something like that? Right. Yeah. And they, so it's funny to see, you know, now that we're through it all, it's kind of back to normal. You know, I mean, work from home is still sticking around for some or kind of like hybrid versions of. Uh, work structures for some people, but generally speaking, we're kind of back to normal. I'm, sh I'm shaking hands and hugging people and whatever, and we're doing open houses again because they are super effective. Yeah, and not to say that, so just to, to backtrack, when we were doing the Facebook Lives as our virtual open house, um, there was one of our realtors in the property giving a tour as they would if you were there in person. And if somebody said, oh, can I see the closet? Then you would open up the closet. So it was very well responded to. But now that we've transitioned back to this normal life, um, there was a greater desire to now be back in the homes in person and we started following our statistics a little bit more closely on the virtuals and the response to those started to diminish. Right. Um, and I love open houses. We've had in the recent weeks, some very busy open houses. Extremely have busy. Been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, they provide excellent exposure. There are some open houses we can, I can recall where the end buyer was introduced to the house through the open house. Yes. Um, and in some cases, they weren't even planning to buy. They just saw the home and intrigued them. So they said, okay, well, let's just go check it out. I find that there's a lot of that happening right now. because, And partially, I think, because a lot of people weren't in the market over the last course of two to three years, maybe, whether it was because of COVID or because of the peaks and valleys of the home prices, or the peaks and valleys of mortgage rates, whatever. All of these factors kind of kept a lot of people on the sidelines. And now we're seeing them starting to surface to the point where 
they're sniffing, right? Yeah. And sometimes you get somebody that's sniffing that says, oh, well, this is what we've been looking for for the last few years. I want to buy this house. Yes. So they may, they're, even though we highly recommend against this concept of going out and shopping on your own, like you should have a realtor in place first before you start to shop, but let's face reality. Sometimes you go walking through a shopping mall and you weren't intending to buy a pair of shoes and you walk out with a pair of shoes. Well, there's different things that occur. Some people genuinely have no interest in moving, so they wouldn't have had a reason to call their realtor. But on Thursday, they see a house come to market and people are always watching realtor.ca and the various websites and see new listings because it's it's an industry that everyone can relate to. I am blown away. You know, now been a licensed realtor for 12 years. So everybody that I know and in my sphere and whatever obviously knows I'm a real estate agent. And I am blown away of the amount of people that literally surf the realtor.ca app for no apparent reason. They are just interested in knowing what's for sale in my neighborhood. How much are they selling for? How, uh, you know, and then people have that peaked interest of, oh, maybe I should buy a cottage. Maybe I should buy an investment property. And they're always thinking something. And there's very few people that I know that don't have a pulse on what's happening in real estate. And they're downloading the Realtor.ca app, the House Sigma app. They know what they're listing for, what they're selling for, how long they were on the market. Um, People are well-informed. Well-informed. Technology. I'm glad they've embraced it because it it helps us a lot in conversations and people understanding values. And And now with better photos, because even the shit photos are better than they were 10 years ago. That's true. You don't Um, see a whole lot of bad photos, maybe lack of staging or whatever. Well, I mean, you can get a a photographer in to shoot your property for like a hundred bucks now, right? Like there's thousands of real estate photographers and videographers out there that it's really cheap to get. And I mean, even cell phones these days take amazing photos. So um, you got better quality photos. You've got virtual 3D walkthroughs. And um, yeah, so, but the end result is you see the property online. Now we're seeing again, people definitely are coming out to see the home in person. Well, we held um, a special event on Friday last week at one of our new listings. And it's quite an extravagant. (laughs) Maybe two uh, weeks ago. Two weeks ago (laughs) when this is posted. And um, we had a number of people there who were, Within the same neighborhood, just want to see the house because they drive sure. by all the time. Well, it's a beautiful home from the outside. We've they also see been inside. privileged. Knock on. Wait, that for sure yeah, is wood. Well, this is like particle board. It still yeah. counts. And does it? I don't know. Um, we've been privileged that we've had a lot of beautiful listings, especially here in Milton and specifically in Old Milton, where. Yeah, these homes are unique and people want to see them, whether they're not in the market or whatever. And like, if you look at the statistics on our social media for some of these properties, it's through the roof, like the shares and the comments and 
Well, and the, the point there is that um, the list, the opportunity for somebody to walk through and that's somebody who likely wasn't considering to move prior to this open house, you may be able to win them over if they get excited when they walk but through the property. It's, it's not only that though, like what if somebody walks through the home, they live a few streets away. Okay. They walk through the home and they go, wow, I'm not interested in buying real estate, but I know somebody that this home is perfect for. Sure. So it's word of mouth, right? Like that's what you're trying to do in an open house is get as much word of mouth for your listing as possible. Yeah. And that's through social media and those type of extracurricular activities, marketing activities that could generate interest in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, the more people you get through the property, the higher your odds of success. We weren't going to talk about it, but I'm going to throw it out there because it's pissing me off the last few weeks. If you're a realtor, follow the damn bylaws of your the area that you're hosting your open house and, you know, the signage specifically. Right. I think maybe we talked about it a couple of podcasts ago really briefly, but you know, you got flags and directional arrows all over the friggin' place. All weekend. All, they get left out from Friday, picked up on Monday. So they're out. And these things are ugly and, and you know, come oh. on. Yeah. So, well, we have a team policy where open house signs are put down the morning of the open house or sometime prior to the open house and removed as soon as the open house is done. Yep. And they do that each day. It adds, and we don't put out 3,000 signs either. No. It's whatever the bylaw allows you to, because there are bylaws in every town, every municipality. Yes. To tell you exactly what needs to happen with Well, and some of them, signs. which are, you know, the, becoming harder to abide by, even require you specifying the date, the time, the address. Yes, we're modifying ours now. Yes. Looking at options to make sure that it adheres to all of those policies in the different areas that... We venture out into. That's right. So we part of this discussion for today's podcast is talking about how to run an open house. And part of that is, you know, the setup and dismantling of it and not being a nuisance to the neighborhood. So if you're going to put a sign on someone's lawn, you should get their permission. I remember there's a few times I've walked outside of my house because I live um, right at a kind of T-junction uh, intersection. And there's many times open houses down the street and I've had people put signs on my lawn and it's annoying. I don't like them there because I might be going out that Saturday to cut my grass or I just. You'll just have to keep your caution tape that you've got currently up there. Yes. You'll just have to keep that out. Uh, it's been a round. month. It's been a month. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you've just a common courtesy, knock on the door, ask permission, uh, leave a card if they don't answer with a little note on it. Um, it, you know, could result in you getting a, a new follower on social or a, an advocate of you because you've provided a, a service that most people don't. But it's a nice gesture and it's not your property, so get permission. Well, to me, I would almost backtrack because you're getting into like the signage and all that. The first and most important thing in the open house or when you're hosting an open house is to make sure you got people coming to the open house. Yeah. So the right marketing plan, which a lot of it now is through social media, 
but it does start with the listing itself. So the photos, any any marketing materials that way, photos, video, 3D tours, whatever, um, and making sure the home looks good in those photos. Like you see some of these photos that Ian's pumping out for us. They look yeah. like they could be in a magazine, right? Sure. I mean, you're getting a bit um, off tra- topic because no. that's more the marketing of the home. Sure, but that's... Let's assume they know that needs to be done. Okay, fine. The one thing that really drives so me... So you got your signs out? You got your signs out, but before that day, you need to actually um, schedule the open house through the various real estate boards mm-hmm. so that it's listed on realtor.ca because a lot of people now... They'll open up their app. Didn't you just say you want you don't want to talk about marketing? No, this is about scheduling the open house. Oh, okay. Right? Because you open up the Realtor.ca sure. app and you see the scheduled open houses. Right. If you haven't done that, you're missing half the audience. Yes. Right? No, nobody knows. Yes. So book your open house. Most of the traffic does come through Realtor.ca. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Um, in no particular order. So what I'd like to talk about is who is the person hosting the open house? So let's assume it's a realtor. One of my pet peeves is when realtors act like they don't want to be there. Yeah, I mean, a combination of that or... Not even that they don't want to be there, but they don't know how to, how to run an open house. Here are some of my rules for our realtors. Or I won't say rules. Highly suggested items. Okay. Um, don't drink coffee at an open house. You're going to have coffee stank breath. Uh, eat a healthy and light meal. Prior to the open house. So These are very strict fucking rules. <laughs> Our poor real estate agents. Okay. You ever try and host an open house after having a burger and a poutine? I can put on a show no matter what. If it just needs to last two well, to three hours, special. I'll be good. Yes. Last time you, oh, well, I guess you did an open house recently, but prior to that, when was the last time you did an open house? Six years ago? Seven it's, years ago? I was ago? talking with Alicia, but that's been a while. Um. Light. First of all, you can't oh. be you can't be going in hangry, right? So you need to have something in your belly, and it shouldn't be something that's going to weigh you down. Yes, they're my rules. So shut up and let me tell them. No coffee, because a you're going to have to pee every ten minutes, and you're going to stink like coffee. Nobody likes that. Um, have mints to keep your breath fresh, not gum, because nobody needs to hear you chewing like a cow. Yeah. Um. And be light on your feet while you're there. Like, don't be sluggish. Like, be happy. Like, be alert. You want to go get a good night's sleep the night before. It's like you are preparing for, for showtime. You're, you're going to be on stage for two or three hours. Our open houses are three hours long. That's a long time to be standing around on your feet. You need to be prepared. And you need to look and smell good. So that means deodorant and, you know, just not wearing wrinkly clothes like it just came out of the hamper. You know what I mean? Those are my rules. <laughs> Thank you. I think I met most of those. Yeah. In recent, uh, my most recent open houses. Did you wear deodorant? Because I know most of the time you don't. Depends on the temperature. Right. Actually, I'm trying to find new deodorant because the stuff that I usually use, it's actually really irritating me lately. 
I, I feel found, like I, I found one. Armpits. What what was that uh, deodorant, Ian? The seven native native, excellent deodorant. I feel like it's I like know seventeen bucks about. a bar. That's fine because it lasts forever. Yeah. Well, um, the scents can be a little bit strong though, so please be mindful in our, our no, no scent, scent policy, policy office. <laughs> I got all these rules. So, um, oh, well, that oh, that's actually another good one. Wear don't, deodorant. Don't wear uh, colognes or perfumes. Like, don't, yeah, don't smoke either. Oh God, yeah, yeah, we have a couple of smokers on our team, and and we've had that discussion with them. Yes. And smokers don't realize they stink, but you stink. You stink. Your clothes stink. Your breasts. You're listening, and you're a smoker. You stink. You stink. And we can say that because we both used to be smokers, and we stunk. We did stink, and we drank coffee. Nobody, nobody had rules in place for us. That's right. Thank God for our rules. We were still, we were still smoking and drinking coffee when we were hosting open houses. And I was probably wearing a wrinkly shirt too, probably. And yet we were successful. Yeah, well, we're just that damn good. Probably not as successful <laughs> as we could have been. Yeah. <laughs> um, talking about hours, so yes, you'll get mixed feedback on that. We've had success with the three-hour open house, and we've hours are two to five. Two to five. It's and common knowledge for most people that open houses are like two to four. Yes. So we stay open that extra hour, and we often get a lot of overflow traffic because of it. Well, the neat thing with that is the the traffic that comes through during the traditional hours of two to four, they act they're very different than the people that come through in the last hour, and that's because they've got a list of three four properties they want to get to. So between two and four, you'll find people who come in. They're not very social. They're hard to engage with. They'll run upstairs, run downstairs, come back up, and leave. Between four and five. It's their last stop, right? So they're usually coming in with a little bit more time on their hands. They're a little bit more social. You can engage them in conversation. Yep. In conversation, You can take them on more of a guided tour um, and really sell them, have the opportunity to build value and sell them on the house. Uh, whereas from two to four, you don't really get that same response. So you just hit something there I knew, that I want to talk about. I knew that was going to bring up a conversation. Well, what do you think I'm going to talk about now? You're going to talk about how to handle the actual open house and the interaction with the prospective buyer. So, as a realtor that's representing that specific property, you should know everything about that house. You should know how old the roof is. You should know how old the furnace and AC are. You should know what schools apply to this property. Where are those schools? Where is the entrance to the highway? Where is the grocery store? Are there any parks nearby? You should have all of the answers. And your client should know who's going to be arriving at the house. Because I've heard complaints from homeowners that say, oh, I hired so-and-so, but this other person showed up randomly for the open house, right? And they had no idea. Yes. Uh, so if you are going to have somebody representing the property that's anyone but you, make sure they've visited the house beforehand. Yes. Make sure they arrive early. I can't tell you how many agents will, like, you see this a lot with solo agents, not teams per se, but even with teams. Um, so agent has a listing. Can't do an open house this weekend, but recognizes the importance of having one. 
and sends an email out to the rest of the brokerage. Hey, can anybody cover my yes. open house? Oh yeah, I can do it. And that person shows up five minutes before the open house starts. And that's the first time they've been in the property. Right. They're oh, not probably representing. What are you doing? You're well. just standing there opening a fucking door for the people. Right. Well, for larger houses too, it would be, um, Smart to have more people in the house. And why would that be, Mr. Trot? Well, they're, you know, you don't want to hound somebody while they're in there. You need to, it, there's a balance of providing a valuable service and giving a bit of a guided tour, but also giving them the freedom to enjoy the space without being distracted and feeling like you're breathing down their neck. Yes. Nothing worse than a realtor that just hovers around you. Awkwardly. Awkwardly. Providing no, providing no value. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, and, and also if it's a larger home, it's quite easy, easy to think that somebody could come in and without your knowledge and even come in and go out. Yes. Right. So you may miss them. So there's a safety factor for your client's home and for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if somebody could come and hide behind the house, at the couch until everyone leaves the house and then they, jump up and surprise you and abduct you. I don't know. Uh, so you want to be mindful for mind. safety reasons. Um, and, but also for the client's personal belongings. Many houses now have a separate apartment that's detached or not easily accessible from inside the main living area. So maybe you have one representative outside of that space and one in the main space. Talking about belongings, tips for homeowners. If... If the buyer is buying it, assume they're going to touch it. So. Fridge. The fridge. Fridges. Um, but also your, we talk about the kitchen junk drawer. Everybody's got one. Um, your jewelry box that's inside the bathroom drawer. Like drawers and cabinets, appliances, they will all be opened. So. Make sure they're looking at their best. So if it's your fridge, doing that coat deep closet, clean, pantry. coat closet, all of those things. And any valuables, make sure they are not accessible. Hide them. Yeah. And don't assume that somebody is not going to open your dresser drawer. Because even though they shouldn't, and as an open house host... You're trying to watch people and do these things, but sometimes you turn your head and people open things that potentially they shouldn't. Did you see that video I sent to the team recently? I don't know. What are you referring to? There's one of the, it wasn't an open house, but it was a home inspector okay. in the States. No, I didn't see this. Who was doing a home inspection. Do you have a separate chat with the rest of the team that I'm not included on? I don't believe so. Um, but there's a home inspector it's kind of a disgusting story, but anyways, he was in the, in one of the bedrooms, child's bedroom, and he found a Tickle Me Elmo doll and he used the Tickle Me Elmo doll to pleasure himself in the closet. And then he put the Tickle Me Elmo doll back. This is a real. It was caught on video, oh. caught on video, um, like a nanny camera, just like a you know, typical camera you'd have in a kid's room. Uh, so he was caught and arrested 
And that is why you need supervision analysis. That was that's like a once in a lifetime story. How do you, what what do you do exactly with a tickle me Elmo doll? I couldn't personally tell you, <laughs> but I'm sure if you had one, you could figure out what that's he was doing. That's the one that giggles and vibrates, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. This was a TikTok. Uh, no, it was. I don't know where I saw it. I can't oh, okay. remember, but it was Interesting. a legit news story. It was, yeah, horrible. What part of the world? It was in the States. Yeah, go figure. Right. Um, all right. Well, I don't know. We talked a lot about uh, some tips here about open houses. They're, you know what? I'm going to put it out there. They are absolutely worthwhile doing. Certainly when the listing is new. Like the first weekend that the home is on the market, do some open houses. Yes, you will have random people showing up. Some of them won't have any interest in buying. Some of them are totally, quote unquote, tire kickers. Um, all you need is one person to walk through and fall in love. And that's a good way of give, giving exposure to your to your property. Yeah, I agree. And you know how many homes we sold where... Somebody on the street ended up buying the home. I remember one we did where we had a Friday night wine and cheese and the neighbor came home across the street, saw that we were having an open house, popped over real quick. And after talking to them, they're like, yeah, well, we've been thinking about upgrading, but didn't want to leave the school, didn't want to leave the neighborhood. We left oh, the Was this the one where they moved across the street? Literally across the street. It's like from a three-story town to a two-story town or something like that? No, it was a, a, a semi to a detached double-car garage. Is there an air court? I believe, yes. See, my memory is not all that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there you have it. There you go. Open houses are worth doing, if done right. Do you got any tips that uh, we didn't talk about? Or, or stories. Stories. I'd love to hear your Tickle Me Elmo story. <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Ciao. What are your thoughts? We want to know. Leave a comment. Give us that thumbs up and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes.